Spoiler warning. The following discussion will contain spoilers. We recommend checking out the movie first, then coming back to hang with us. But if you don't care about that, glad to have you here. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Real Review. My name is Kevin. And I'm John. And we are The Real Movie Guys. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at Any Given Sunday. As part of our Real Sports series continues, where we take a look at some of the sports movies you may or may not have seen. Any Given Sunday is about a behind-the-scenes look at the life-and-death struggles of modern-day gladiators and those who lead them. So, John. I want to ask you real quick before we dive into this review. Are you familiar with Oliver Stone as a director? Not really. Okay, that, I mean, that, that's sure, fair. I'm that's sure fair. if you mentioned movies that he did, I've seen them. But okay, so a couple movies, for example, you know, we have Wall Street uh, as a movie he's famous for. Um, JFK, sound familiar? Born on the Fourth of July. Any of those? Nothing. I've seen Wall Street and. Natural Born Killers, Platoon. I've seen Platoon. Okay, so so you've you've seen his work. You just the names just not connecting. That that's okay. It happens all the time. I I have a weird relationship with Oliver Stone movies. So back in my younger days, back in the day, I really did like Oliver Stone as a director. I would say he was definitely one of my top ones. Uh, as I've grown, you know, more experienced and watched more movies as time has gone on. I've actually come to like really despise Oliver Stone movies, uh, and I think Any Given Sunday is the purest example of my disdain for Oliver Stone, unfortunately. Hmm. So, the reason being, Oliver Stone, for those at home, is a over-the-top artsy director, or at least he likes to think he is, I think, at times. Uh, Any Given Sunday is so hyper-stylized that I can barely watch it at times. Uh, John, now, what did you think of the over-hyper-stylization? There's a lot of cutting, a lot of things like that. What did you think of that, personally? I mean, I thought it was weird and mm-hmm. at sometimes and, like, interesting at other points. Like, right. there were some times where it just kind of, like, I was kind of just like, I, I don't feel the need for this at all. Yeah, so... It, has, it does nothing to help story out or anything like right. that. Right, it's just over the top for almost apparent no reason uh there's like shadows there's images melting into other images with people's faces in the background uh he likes to use the thunderstorm a lot for almost no reason with loud cracks of thunder uh very just very strange right i guess he's just trying to show the anxiety and stress of the you know the combustible elements in the situation but for me it's just way too over the top and just just knows nothing for me so i want to keep that in mind you know as we review this movie uh the one thing, though, I do think it does well, which, you know, I usually like to start with positive, so sorry we dived into a negative there, but I wanted to get that off my chest real quick. Um, one of the positives, I think, I don't know if John will agree with this, is it tries to take a different approach. It tries to show a different uh, view of football, right? It tries to show this uh, behind-the-scenes view of the corruption and the raw, almost terrible nature of football now john do you agree with this perspective that this movie tries to show i mean i'm sure that the exact portrayal of this movie Mm -hmm. it doesn't actually happen in like football nowadays but i'm sure there are like some things that are thrown into this movie that actually do happen inside the locker room but i feel Mm -hmm. like this enhances it more so like 
you have to notice it where mm-hmm. some of that stuff would just go by and you wouldn't really notice it. Right. So the movie likes to deal with, again, it's very behind the scenes, right? This movie doesn't have much in the way. It does have football action, don't get me wrong. But overall, this movie really just wants to deal with the nature and almost political game of football players from, you know, becoming nobodies to becoming somebody and what happens with that power, how it tarnishes them, how they rise and fall. Uh, this movie really wants to portray almost damning, I feel like, to the NFL. I know the NFL at the time when this movie came out in the 90s, uh, they were very against this movie coming out, almost to how when uh, Concussion was being made, you know, that more recent film about you know the concussions in the NFL, obviously called con- Concussion. Uh, <laughs> this was the same thing where they were showing uh, Jamie Foxx is an up-and-coming quarterback in this movie. Uh, he becomes the lead quarterback for the team, and it shows his metamorphosis almost from you know nobody to all-star from the point of doing interviews, having his own music, you know, music soundtrack, uh, not music, like his own song he makes rap song and you know just doing these terrible interviews and morphing his personality uh oliver stone really tries to show just the negativity and influence i feel like that football has on a young player uh it's it's interesting what do you think john well i also get like i can see that from like also the perspective on how they do it for varsity blues too right where they showed how he became the quarterback mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he was getting different things and how it was helping out mm-hmm. like his livelihood, you know, he felt better. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like a different take in how it could turn you into the wrong direction, I guess. Right. It's a, it's a more mature, brutal portrayal. I guess, I guess you could argue. <laughs> uh, it shows like, you know, that metamorphosis of a player. Uh, it also goes really into Al Pacino who puts up an amazing performance as well. I didn't give credit before earlier, but Jamie Foxx is amazing in this movie, uh, regardless of your opinion of its portrayal of the actual, you know, football players and how they act. Uh, Jamie Foxx did an amazing job. You know, this is one of his earlier roles and, you know, deserves huge pat on the back. Uh, but then we go into Al Pacino, the seasoned veteran actor himself. Uh, he walks away amazingly with his performance in this movie, uh, showing the coach who's just, you know, not understood anymore. You know, the game's changing and he's, he's trying to change with it and everything's changing around him. Uh, I thought he did fantastic. Uh, what do you think, John, about Al Pacino? Yeah, definitely. I think he takes that character to a whole new level with mm-hmm. just how his acting is and just, how he plays this character and so many of the other characters that he does very well. Right. I mean, this specific scene I really do enjoy is there's a scene between Al Pacino and Jamie Foxx where they're dis- they're discussing like Jamie Foxx's career and what what turn has to happen. And while they're talking about it, Ben Hur is playing in the background the famous the famous movie. Uh, it's 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 one of the few times I'll give Oliver Stone credit for his you know, high hybrid, hybrid editing where you see the movie playing in the background every time they start talking and it gets heated. You see the scene start to heat up in the movie as well during the gladiator uh, chariot chase that's in the movie. And I just thought it was really, really well executed. Uh, Al Pacino and Jamie Foxx had that great chemistry where he's just trying to get Jamie Foxx to understand, you know, like the, the trying to understand him and make him understand that he's more that he's not more than the team. He's still part of this team, and he has to keep his head let head level in order to perform. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, no, it's an amazing scene, and, and those are sprinkled throughout. Uh, you know, 
Al Pacino is always good for the most part. You know, he's had some stinkers recently in his career, but for the most part, you know, he's always good for, uh, you know, a good scene or two, uh, especially, you know, his famous uh, speech at the end of the movie where he's getting the team all rallied up, getting all the warriors ready to go. He's like, if you die, if I die, we all die. We'll die together on the field of battle. Like, it's just this real rallying call to action. And Al Pacino just delivers it with all that, that moxie that he has in his veins. I, I, I love it. It oozes. It oozes Pacino. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Another character, uh, Cameron Diaz. This is also earlier in her career as well. She plays the daughter of the owner who pretty much has inherited the team and is in full control at this point. Uh, I thought she was pretty well cast in this movie. Uh, We don't really get to see her too much as a bad guy. And uh, she kind of plays it kind of slimy. You know, she doesn't want to work with Pacino. She respects Pacino to an extent, but she wants to evolve and you know, he's not having it and she's just so arrogant. She's ready to put everybody to the, you know, everybody to the bottom. Uh, I thought she did a really good job. Yeah. And not even that. Um, we also had Dennis Quaid makes an appearance in this movie. He's not in it a lot, but Dennis Quaid is important because I think he represents the older generation of football. Uh, he gets injured and essentially his career's over very early on at the beginning of the movie. It's pretty much, you know, said he really shouldn't be playing anymore. Uh, they go on towards the end of the movie and you know, he gets pulled back in by his wife of all people pretty much like smacks him around and tells him you need to get back out on the field. You know, what are you doing here? And it just shows like a really sad predicament. I think a lot of football players find themselves in where, you know, they might be almost content with retirement. Uh, but at the same time, they just can't let that life, you know, be left behind. Even their family even pushes them because they're so used to having such an established life. Yeah. Hundred percent agree. Um, so another thing, like I said, a main theme, another theme about this movie is brutality. This movie's just everything's brutal. Uh, all the football scenes, you know, the, there's very. There, I feel like there's not that many as you would think in an actual football movie. It's kind of limited, even though this movie does clock pretty long, uh, almost three hours. I want to say it's it's, it's, like it's pretty long. Um, it's a long movie. Yeah, but uh, the scenes they do have, everything's very brutal and bloody. And over the top, uh, maybe not comparable to today's football, maybe a little more in the 90s. It was more relatable. I don't even know then. Uh, but very over the top brutal. Like There's blood everywhere. Um, when it's rain, there's a scene when it's raining and they're playing football. The mud's kicking up and it's just gritty and nasty and it's kinda, violent. It's kind of like the old XFL. Yeah, right? Old XFL. But um, yeah, it's, just, it's very gritty and brutal. And I, I think that just plays a lot into this movie and another thing that he tries to do is the movie's called any given sunday so with that being said this movie reeks of religious symbolism throughout the whole movie uh very much you know they have the players that go out into the field or like the apostles and they play off al pacino almost being like a jesus christ-like figure where he's you know sacrificing himself and then you know for his people then being reborn at the end of the movie uh I'm not even going to go into it. It gets pretty crazy when you just sit there and you really analyze it. Again, a bit heavy-handed for my taste. But, uh, again, I'll acknowledge, you know, it, it was well done for the most part. Yeah. Now, John, yeah, right. Now, John, what negatives would you say for this movie? What, what are some negatives that you would have? Um, I think the main negative about this movie is how long it is. Oh, God, yes. I feel like it's very drawn out. Mm-hmm. And it's weird, too, because, like, nowadays, like, a lot of movies have become, like, shorter and shorter and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they still tell their story and they still 
like like you now have also movies that have director's cuts right where they're a little bit where they're or non-director's cuts where they're longer mm-hmm. and i feel like this movie exceeds like a director's cut or a director's edition too mm-hmm. it's so long that i feel like there was a lot of stuff that they could have cut out in this movie right well i think that's that is i thousand percent agree with you this movie's way too long and that kind of goes into the whole thing of we did watch the director's cut of this movie that's the version that we did watch so the difference is i'm not too sure offhand i've only been privy to the director's cut version of this movie that being said it's just too much you know you got to condense your story a little bit it's so over imploded imploded you know overloaded with this artsy uh just artificial inflation like he's trying to be with these edits and long drawn out dialogue scenes, it's too much. The movie falls underneath, you know, he's trying to get his message across, which I think is, you know, how terrible football is. And we should be paying more attention to the effects it's having on people. Uh, that's a great message. Don't get me wrong, but it's so inflated this movie that I'm getting lost in the shuffle. Uh, a lot of times you have even dialogue, right? With characters where they're talking to each other, but they're yelling over top of each other. Now, earlier in our reviews, we talked about Uncut Gems, where a movie I feel like did that successfully, where you felt like, okay, they're talking over each other, but it felt like natural conversation to an extent. In this movie, it just felt like people were just yelling their dialogue over each other. Like they were given lines and they just start yelling it over each other. Uh, Just was not put together very well especially with all the artist quote-unquote artistic cuts in between everything I, I just lost track of the movie at times uh very very you know upsetting to me you know to see that especially when you do have an interesting story i think among all this just trash to be quite honest piled on top of this movie yeah and i feel like that's the other thing too like when you go to watch mm-hmm. these movies or a movie you, if you watch it at home, mm-hmm. sometimes you'll think about, like, if I went to go to see this in the movie theater, right? it's like a three-hour movie that I'm sitting in the movie theater and w- watching this thing from, like, from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, some people just like to, like, start a movie, then, like, then they're done, and then they watch, like, the rest of it. Like, for me, for a three-hour movie like this, to watch this inside, like, a movie theater in that dark room and stuff. I feel like after this movie, you're kind of, I feel like your mind would be like, was that a good enough movie for me out of wasted my three hours at the theater, you know? Right. And it's, it's a shame. Cause like I said, I think the message is empowering, you know, not empowering, but a message that should be heard. Like, is there a lot of controversy in the NFL that should be looked at? Again, this was made in 1999, but some some is probably improved. Uh, I think a lot of it maybe hasn't. You know, that's just my personal opinion. You know, I can't verify that or back that up very well. But, you know, that's just what this movie's trying to tell. And, again, just too much, too much. Everything's overbearing. The style is just overbearing. And the worst part, the most offensive of this is because of when this was made in 99, uh, it didn't age well. I mean, a lot of these cuts just look really goofy, almost comical at times uh, especially when you have some of these real like weird face zoom ins and outs and it, it just looks funny when i see like al pacino's face just like filling up the screen out of nowhere it's just like okay that's kind of weird or when uh like jamie fox has like these panic attacks in the movie where he sees the crowd like all distorted and blurry like oliver stone man you blew that that friggin' effect out 
it's terrible. Okay, it's just the screen's all blurry. I, I, I go, you're trying to show me, oh, you know, it's blurry, and Jamie Foxx doesn't know what's going on. I don't need to be nauseous too. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I don't need that. And it's just, it's just overproduction, overproduction style. With unfortunately, he's sacrificing substance for style, and it, it evidently shows. It's very strong, and it's strong shown you know the longer i watched this movie the more it, it just came out and it was very ugly in my opinion yeah i agree uh yeah so at that point i think we're about to give our final scores for any given sunday i'm gonna give any given sunday a c plus not the best work from oliver stone for sure uh, again, I wish I could have said better things about this movie. Uh, maybe in my younger years, I might have had a different opinion going in on this movie. Uh, but unfortunately, um, you know, the over over stylized just doesn't work for me. Uh, the movie let let get away what it was trying to be. It was trying to be a, a br- brutal, raw sports movie. And at the end, I felt like it just was an artistic, bloated mess. John, where do you stand with this um, movie? I stand with this movie as a C. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was an average movie. Mm-hmm. The length was definitely something that took me out of this movie. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, the actors and actresses in the movie were good. Right. But I didn't feel like, I felt like there was some holes in the story too. Yeah. I just wasn't that impressed with this movie. Which is even worse, right? For considering the length of this movie, there shouldn't be any kind of holes or any kind of anything left to the imagination. When you have three hours to tell me a story, uh, unacceptable unacceptable uh definitely oliver stone does have some good work i don't want to come across that i don't like him uh which i don't for the most part but he does have some good earlier work and you should check those out instead especially born on the fourth of july uh platoon give those a watch uh you know any given sunday gets a recommended skip (laughs) (laughs) uh so john where can the people find us at home you can find us on youtube the real movie guys on youtube you can like our channel, subscribe, hit the notification bell. You can become part of our group. Um, we also can find us on Twitter at the Real Movie Guy. You can tweet at us, let us know your opinion on this movie. There are other opinions on such things that we've done. You can also find us on many podcast platforms, such as yes, for your listening pleasure. We are also available in podcast form at iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Overcast. Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Casts. Be sure to give us a listen at any of those fine places. And if you already are right now, hey, we greatly appreciate it. Just search Real Movie Guys. We'll pop right up. Thank you all again so much for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. My name is Kevin. That guy over there, he's John. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. And again, thanks for joining us for Real Sports, our Real Sports series. Uh, Play the game, watch the movies. See you next time. See you.